It's the Inside the Ring podcast, episode three, Firing Blanks with Maddie, Smitty, and Connor. And it's presented by InsideTheRink.com, your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Gentlemen, uh, how is everyone this fine Saturday? Uh, good, except we're sitting in the goddamn rain. I'm tired of yeah, that. Yeah, it's raining. It's raining. raining a lot. Yep, I mean, I also think that you guys are skipping the fact that uh, you're sitting together today. We are. Yeah, we're testing the personal space boundaries. <laughs> we might have to cuddle to get on the same screen yeah. here together. Like a little. It's it's no more Brady Bunch. It's just uh, right. Maddie, Maddie <laughs> right. and Smitty snuggling That's right. in the room. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, yeah, so uh, we will begin with our poll from last week. We had goal songs, and Smitty put it out to America in Canada and Sweden and everybody else that listens to it listens to us. Actually, is this Michigan and Illinois, right? <laughs> I think uh, uh, so we had the uh, poll and it was if you got to pick a custom goal song, what would you choose? And it was either Style by Taylor Swift, Hard to Handle by the Black Crows, Talk Dirty to Me by Poison, or you can put your own answer in the comments. 41.4% Poisson. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brett Michael. Let's get after it. Saw Brett Michaels this summer with Night Ranger and Jefferson Starship and uh, the guy that does Sugar Ray there, uh, McGrath. Uh, Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. Yeah. yeah. Does he have any hair, uh, Brett Michaels? He, uh, still yes. rocking the bandanas? He still rocks the bandanas, yeah. the jeans, everything. The same I, think he's, look. I think he's covering up the bald on top. He, he is. just lets the, uh, lets the hair flow in the it's back. Fading some, but it was yeah. a heck of a concert. It was yeah. fun. Party gras. Didn't he have like a uh, a show on MTV or something about love? <laughs> yeah, what something was it? Rock love. of Love or Rock something like something? Been. Yeah, Rock the Vote. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> something like Rock that. The Vote. Rock of Love. Yeah. Rock me, Amadeus. I, I don't know. Love, Teen Mom. Rock of Love sounds right. I think you're okay. on the money. Then. Yeah. Rock of Love. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, hey, two minute minor time, and it's Alex Ovechkin shotless. In back-to-back games for the first time in his entire career. Wow. That. that is... That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Does that mean he's falling off the face well, of the here, earth? Well, here's what I was looking at. He had 42 goals last season. Yeah. 42. Yeah. And then to go from that to goalless so far in just uh, in, in zero shots the last two games. That's uh, interesting. They're not very good. They're not very yeah, good. I mean, he really is kind of a power play specialist now, I would right. say. You know, he stands in the left wing circle, they feed him and he and he rips one timers. And that's what he does. Uh, you know, he's never been a great two hundred foot player. He's all about scoring goals and he used to be amazing, dangling through people and so forth. That's not really his game anymore, but he still has an unbelievable shot. And I think he will pass Wayne Gretzky. What do you think? You still think he will? I, I think he will. I, I now I now I don't know. You know, here's the thing, and I know they won't do this, but why not just say, Hey Ovi, what you know, maybe we can send you somewhere and it'll motivate you. You can maybe get another cup, you know, play with a really good team. Pile on the goals. I have the answer to that. Okay. 
It's because they want him to break the record in Washington. They do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's the same. It's, it's like the Belichick thing uh, with the wins record. You know, they're hanging on, hanging on. Even though the Patriots are terrible, mm-hmm. they're hanging on, okay. trying to get that win record for him. And I think it's the same thing in Washington with the goal record for Ovechkin. They're hanging on, hanging on, hanging on, and hopefully he'll break it. But uh, they wanted to do it there because they can do all the merchandise and, and you know, He's there his whole career and all that bullshit. So. See, I'm, I'm going to take it in a different direction. Okay. I'm going to allude to a different topic we're going to talk about today. And I'd be willing to bet that they don't want him to go elsewhere because he still puts butts in seats in the arena. True and enough. keeps them moderately competitive. Well, nobody and else does. Right. For them, any... that is enough. Yeah. They don't have anybody else. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. You know, and, and he and Backstrom are both nine and a half or nine over nine million bucks a year. Uh, I believe, and they're both, you know, now not producing all that much. And again, they're not good. Yeah, so, the Capitals aren't good. Not good at all. Those are they're still good players, but yeah, yeah, For they're good. Now it's yeah. legacy. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Being in the the Capitals jersey for their entire career, Mm -hmm. getting all of these records under the Capitals, and you know, let's be honest, the owner is very friendly to Ovechkin and basically whatever he wants to do. So why would he risk that going elsewhere? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, maybe as a fan, I'd like to see him somewhere yeah. where he would be, you know, can you imagine like if, I don't even know who would. Who imagine would him be, on the devils. On the devils. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you obviously they wouldn't trade him. In, trade no, no, they wouldn't trade. They wouldn't trade in the division, but imagine no. him on that team, right. you know, well, with, imagine him with Boston. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You could have him as a day. as a right winger behind Pasternak. I sure, mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. could. There's a number of teams that could. That, Imagine Pasternak and him on the power play, or or uh, Colorado yeah. with McKinnon. You know, yeah. Rant, you know, McKinnon in the middle, Rantan on one side, Jeez. and Ovechkin on the other, with Makar wow. on the back. I Hello. mean, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Do or some go damage play with you know Vasilevsky and Kucherov down. In sure. Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's uh yeah. Uh, I mean that's good. Well, you, go, they, you could do I'm, a stammer, stammer for Ovi. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. There's a Russian connection there. I like that with uh, with Tampa. That's good. Yeah, Kucherov. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. But yeah, so shotless the last couple of games for for Ovi, and I'm sure it'll catch fire here. How many goals he have left? He has. Uh, it's like a hundred, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. He's. Here, it's, I'll pull his stats yeah, back up. If you know Gretzky's, I mean, then here you go. He has nine Gretzky. Yeah, I don't. Gretzky has nine. So he has eight twenty-two currently. Yeah. Ovechkin. And Gretzky was what eight ninety-two? Was he eight ninety-two? Eight ninety-four. Eight ninety-four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so he's seventy-two more goals. Seventy-two. 72 so that's two. More? That's two years. That's two good years. Two good years. Yeah. I think he. I yeah, think he so does it. I really do. If he gets another forty this year. Interesting. Yeah. But I think tell you what. No shots in back-to-back games is going to make it a whole heck of a lot <laughs> That makes it more difficult. <laughs> it does make it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, it as, my, as Michael Scott said, you... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you score on 100% of the shots you don't take. What is it? Yeah. yeah. You can't score on 100% of the right. shots you don't take. Right, I don't that's know. right. Whatever Michael it is. Scott Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, Michael that's Scott right. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> of course. Uh, hey, Chicago Blackhawks are allowing their fans to buy physical tickets when they get into the arena. So you'll go mobile ticketing to get in. But then you can buy for ten bucks. You can get a physical ticket. Shouldn't every team do this? The tickets are sweet looking too. 
Absolutely, they should. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's a, great, it's a great idea. It's a souvenir for the fans. It's relatively inexpensive in the grand scheme of things for a fan. You know, 10 bucks is, yeah. you know, whatever, a beer, a hot dog. So uh, that's, that's great. And then, you know, you, you get uh, the teams are making a shit ton of money probably yes. off this. Yes. It's free money for them, yeah. for crying out loud. So, yeah, 100% do this. Everybody should be doing it. I agree. I, I, I love it. I love the idea. I think physical tickets are something that's sort of under the radar been missing mm-hmm. from uh, and not from for nothing. The, the Blackhawks tickets are a steal. I live in Illinois, so I get, you know, tons of advertising on TV and YouTube for Blackhawks games. And recently they've been advertising. It's like $50 for a ticket to the game. And that comes with, you know, a soda, um, a hot dog and a thing of popcorn. So wow. 50 bucks to get into the game, soda, popcorn, a hot dog, 10 bucks for that pretty sweet ticket. Yeah, is, that's uh, pretty good. That's and pretty good. and pretty you cool. get to see Connor Bedard. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Absolutely. I mean, can't beat that, really. No, I mean, that's pretty That's, that's a pretty, pretty good, good take. I mean, yeah. hell, I'll drive to Illinois. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably cheaper to go to Illinois to watch a watch a game than it is around here. Yeah, so, sure. um, yeah, I that. think that sounds like a plan. Jeez, Road maybe. trip to Connor's house. Maybe Hell we yeah. should, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, there was a goalie goal in the queue in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Goaltender Mathis Russo scored one uh, for the Mooseheads. Yeah, Halifax. Halifax. Yeah. Halifax Mooseheads. I, I am a big fan of goalie goals. I just, oh, yeah. I, I love it. It's, it's Everybody's like. Everybody's going wild. Yeah. It's in the video right now. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you just don't see very yeah. often. So yeah, whenever it I happens, like it's a teammate immediately like jumped on top. Of right. Them. Yeah. As as I mean, it go. really, it just is. It's awesome. Yeah. To see it. Uh, you know, so it's, uh, it's a cool, it's you a cool moment. You couldn't see it because so many fans were going bananas. And right. I know. Away the <laughs> yeah. I know. it. A lefty shot and he just wrested it right home. Bang. I mean, that was, that was pretty impressive. It's really impressive that they can get enough steam on it yeah. with all that padding and shit on it. it. It really is. Like, that's pretty impressive. They're shooting with the, you know, they have the well, catching glove on and everything. firing blanks, you I, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They're, right. Well, he's not firing blanks. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> shooting, but yeah. Shooting a big load. <laughs> he's, he's, shooting, he's shooting his shot. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, all right, five-minute majors now. And uh, Patrick Kane, in his destination, looks like before Thanksgiving he'll probably pick somewhere to go and some of the teams that have been bandied about Detroit, the Rangers, Buffalo, Dallas. I think it was you, Smitty, who said uh, Buffalo. I did say Buffalo yeah. okay. uh, originally, but the Buff- the Sabres are off to kind of a rough start. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this maybe in a yeah. second here right. a little more, but uh, they are off to a rough start. So I don't know if he would go home to a team that's floundering a little bit i know it's still still early but uh you know if i'm him and i'm looking to see if i can grab another cup somewhere i'm either choosing the rangers or dallas uh and you know he he didn't really have a great time with the rangers maybe it had to do with injury right uh but if i'm him i'm probably going to dallas Mm -hmm. you know uh tax-free income down there Mm -hmm. yeah you know pretty good team you know good goaltending Mm -hmm. Uh, so they, they, they have some stuff going on down there in, in big D playing so, with, playing with Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Playing with Sagan and Jamie yeah. Ben and, uh, yeah. you know, Jason Robertson, obviously. Sure. So, uh, okay. yeah, I think he would add a lot to that team. So, uh, if I was him, that's where I'd choose. Hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Detroit sliding in there with DeBrinket having a fantastic. Yeah, they had some chemistry in Chicago, so that that might be an option. Yeah. Well, that's where the connections with Detroit and the Rangers come from. You know, he played with DeBrinket in Chicago. He played with Panarin in Chicago. Right. Buffalo is the home destination. Right. And Dallas is the best team who's potentially interested. Right. Um, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. One of the things that I've heard about. Dallas and Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick in the 32 thoughts podcast also had mentioned this as well as the travel and him being an older player, which I don't really think necessarily matters that much. But for me, if I were to call my shot, I would expect that he would sign with somebody like the Red Wings under the known circumstance that Steve Eiserman's going to tell him, Hey, you're going to come here and you're going to play and I'll give you a no movement clause mm-hmm. and you can play with the Brinkett and we can have a real good team and we can push for the playoffs and we're not going to be a cup contender. And right. then if you decide right before the deadline that you want me to move you to a playoff contender, we will be more than happy to do so and reap some assets for doing it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. It's a decent plan. You can go to Detroit to Dallas. Sure. Yeah. Decent plan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that is a decent plan. You made a good point about the uh, tax free. Yeah, that's a that's a tax free living down there. Talk about sure it is. Um, all right, and the Connor Garland watch. We talked about this before. Vancouver willing to, to retain up to thirty percent to facilitate a trade. I, I'm just I'm not I'm not real high on Connor Garland. Like I, he's a little small. You know, he, he just I mean I think he's good, he's decent, uh, but I don't think he's a he's a you know, he's going to move the uh, needle much for for anyone. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a good depth piece for a team that's, you know, a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Vancouver is willing to eat some salary, I think that's good. But uh, most of the contending teams are either right up against the cap or mm-hmm. over the cap and using long-term IR to, you know, skirt the rules. So right. uh, I, I can't see him getting traded to a contending team um, and if he's going to go, go to a fringe team, yeah, if he's going to yeah. go to some, if he's going to go somewhere and be like a top six or a top line guy, I don't really think he kind of fits that mold. He's more right. of a middle six guy right. to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what, what comes of this. Cause I think he wants out of there and they don't particularly want him cause he wants out of there. I think maybe he's a backup plan for whoever doesn't get a cane or maybe or someone. Uh, like I think you just got to look at who this off season did the most additions to their team to stay competitive. Like for me, the two, the two teams that I see with the most obvious fit would be the blue jackets who have a younger up and coming team Mm -hmm. where Connor Garland's not too old, where he can still mesh into that group. Mm -hmm. And then I also see on the opposite spectrum of that, someone like the Nashville predators who they had a lot of roster turnover Mm -hmm. and brought in some new players and Connor Garland could fit in that group. Yeah. Well, that's, those are good points because those are two teams that probably are on the outside looking in right now, but maybe looking toward the future and getting, getting better. You know, I don't, the black, the blue jackets are, it's just, it's just a really difficult, the East is kind of loaded. You yeah. Know, it's, it, it really is. I mean, it's, there's a lot of really good teams there and I don't think they're as good as any of them. Um, they're down closer to the Islanders and Capitals than they are to the, 
to the yeah, but it, that, he yeah. could be a move that you know really helps out their depth there on on you know sure. a second line, uh, and and maybe he's you know his production helps them you know squeak into the you know to yeah. the bar to the and he makes you know, a little under five like yeah mil. squeak into the wild card you know and and then you know as they yeah. say once you're in the tournament yeah. you know yeah you look hot goalie Panthers. whatever yeah. Sure. And, so uh, speaking of, of players that make under $5 million, um, this isn't on the sheet, but I just saw it come up on my phone and I figured that we're all knowledgeable enough for me to throw this on the table. Jake DeBrusque is being scratched from tonight's game per Jim Montgomery due to being late to a team meeting. And this was posted by the official team account, throwing him beep, beep, right under the bus. Okay. Well, uh, that's not <laughs> what you're looking for from from Jake, and uh, it it uh, it kind of um, it, it's kind of tough. Uh, you know, he goes out on the they go out on the road, and then he's you know maybe he's out partying a little late and and misses a meeting or something like that. But it's not what you're looking for oh. from a guy who's looking for a new contract. Yeah, tell I, you that again. We've talked about this on our own podcast. Again, if he has a track record of pissing and moaning about the old coach, asking to be traded, then mm-hmm. then rebounding pretty well, then Montgomery comes in, softer touch, so he's, he, he's doing well, he's feeling better. Now he wants to stay, but now he's trying to get a new contract, and there's just this is just another little piece that adds to the a little bit of a scar and toward his name. Like now everybody likes the guy and he seems to be a likable guy and, and he's a good player. So I don't think he's this incredible malcontent because all the players supported him, even through a trade request, which is like astounding. Yeah. But when he does things like this, and I said it on, on our podcast, like I, I think he's going to have a down year, not only because they lost their top two centers, but also because he just, he seems to fluctuate in his, I don't know, mental makeup or whatever it is. Like he just, he's a, he's a ride while the iron's hot kind of guy. Uh, when he's not scoring, he starts to fade quickly. Like he, nobody loves scoring goals more than Jake DeBrusque. Like that feeds his whole thing. And when he's not scoring, which he has, he's come out kind of slow out of the gate. Here we go. Late to a team meeting or what have you. And now scratch tonight. So, and he's rebounded before, but this is a little concerning for me when it comes to DeBrusque and also should be concerning when it comes to trying to get a new contract from someone. And I wonder if, you know, the Bruins are getting a little irritated. Oh, wait, by wait, 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 wait. I want to ask you both a, a yes or no question. Okay. You can each answer yes or no, and then you can kind of explain your things. Do you think that this adds to the Bruins potentially trading Jake DeBrusque? Yes. Yes, I think. And I, <laughs> and I think that the only thing about this is Don Sweeney never tends to make like a risky, you know, 50-50 trade because they really want to make the playoffs every year. They do. So he, it's not really in their sort of MO to trade a guy like him, but – they're going to have to if they really feel like something's up with them. Uh, and Montgomery has already tried. He was like a really easygoing kind of let the room handle the thing last year. 
and he's already sort of trying to make his mark, and he, he, he blitzed them in practice the other day when they were really having a shitty practice, and now this with, with DeBrusque, it's like he's putting his thumb on it a little bit more this year. So maybe this is DeBrusque just thinking, hey, he was lax, and I didn't realize how that this guy was going to be pissed. So maybe that's it, but this is kind of concerning again. I I feel like now this kind of opens the Bruins back up for Connor Guyland. Sure. I mean, you want to talk about a team, you want to talk thing. about a trade. Yeah. There you go. There Jake you go. Jake to Vancouver, Connor Guyland here. Yeah. We'll take the 30% salary hit yeah, and, and make it be the and, same. And the Bruins, yeah. yeah, the well the Bruins I think will come out a little bit, right. gain a little bit of cap space. Yeah. Uh and that could help them and then you got a guy that is a local guy, sure. a Massachusetts kid who yeah. who probably would wanted to play for the Bruins when he was little and mm-hmm. And and you get a guy that's hungry to be here, and and maybe the, a change of scenery does them both good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, you watch some of the behind the B stuff, uh, the Bruins documentary series that they do, and one of the very first things, and the one of the very first team meetings was be on time. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you're late, that certainly isn't on time. No. So, no. so uh, you know, and, and be a professional and represent the spoke B and all that stuff. So uh, you can't do these kind of things and expect them, expect the Bruins management to just let it slide. I mean, no. it's, it's just not going to happen. No. So, um, you know, it's, it's a bad look for Jake and hopefully he can turn it around. But he has had mental, mental health things. Mm-hmm. You know, in the pandemic, he was very forthcoming about the fact that, you know, he struggled with that, uh, not being around the guys and the team and, you know, fans and all that stuff. So, you know, he's kind of fragile a little bit. Um, So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of plays out. Well, you know what really helps in that scenario? When you show up on time. Yeah. 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 I mean, you take care of yourself (laughs) and that's one thing you can control is being on time. (laughs) Uh, you know, um, all right. NHL attendance is down. Uh, Buffalo supposed to have a pretty good team, but their rank is only 69% full. Uh, and the, and the attendance is down some, and I don't know really what to attribute that to. Maybe it's beginning of the season one NFL still strong. Yeah. Probably part of it, big part of it. Um, but there's, you know, I hope it's not because some of the physicality is kind of being taken out and, and that type of thing, because, there seems to be, you know, John Butchergrass actually tweeted out a, a roughing call. Someone just sort of took someone and shoved him up against the boards and got a roughing call on it. It was a good hard hit and a good finish to play kind of hit, but it's the type of hit you need to have in hockey because that's what people like to see. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's not that. I hope it's not the kind of phasing out of the physicality of the game because that's a major part of the game. That's part of what makes it really exciting that part that's part of what makes the playoffs great is anytime you touch the puck in the playoffs you're going to pay for it you're going to get hit someone's going to chop you you know check you rub you out nudge you you know stick you in the nuts whatever it is right you know you're going to pay the price for going to the areas in the in the ice where you score the goals or you know if you're carrying the puck or holding on to the puck i mean that's what the playoffs is about in this league and and that's what makes hockey the greatest game in the world so you really need to uh kind of let the physicality happen and hopefully that's not the reason that the uh that the league is down and let's call a spade a spade you know the the pressure from 
social media or media to get rid of, you know, fighting and the violence in hockey has, you know, made the NHL kind of bow down a little bit and take a, a harder stance. And you've seen leagues like the Q um, ban fighting. And that's really not what your everyday hockey fan wants like to be honest like they want to be able to see the fight like if the players don't want to fight they won't fight okay right like no one is forcing them to go out there and fight i know there have been allegations that players have been forced or told that they have to fight or they won't be there whatever there's going to be a little bit of that everywhere i understand that but for example, that fight video that we did in the middle of our episode last week, like that got a pretty good response. I got a lot of people who were like, that was actually pretty enjoyable. Like yeah. that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's entertaining. I mean, that's part of the, part of the whole thing. You know, if you go around and you're just playing tag hockey. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, game. I think maybe the, the, the fights that people are talking about that they want to eliminate are the ones where a guy makes a good clean hit and a guy gets hurt or, you know, is knocked down or it's a star player that gets hit and then somebody comes over to protect him and that guy that made the hit and it's a clean hit has to fight somebody because you know the other team clean didn't like hit it or not. You knew before you hit that player that you were having a predatory hit clean or not. You were going for this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to accept the fact that if somebody comes after you because you caught somebody off guard, clean or not, that could hurt somebody, clean or not. Sure. So, yes, if somebody comes at you and jumps you. See, I, I agree with that, but I think that's changed because I think back in the day they expected you to get hit. Like nobody was like when Scott Stevens came across the middle and concussed someone nobody was trying to fight him. They were like, that's a good open ice hit. Like he caught yeah. him and he went down and that's hockey. Like suck it up if you don't like it. And now, you know, you blow on the guy the wrong way and somebody has to fight for doing something that's not even remotely close to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you give a, a, a star player a good hard shoulder check and you have fucking four guys on you all of a sudden for not doing anything that's remotely right. close to a hit that you would have seen back in the day. Right. So, I mean, I, I get what but you're saying and I agree with it fighting out and, of the game. And I, no, I agree. I, I don't hits are yeah. going to happen all day, every day. No, and somebody I yeah. will get hurt all the time. I agree. And right. I don't think they can take fighting out of the game because I think that people will, if people are still going to stick up for their teammates. So if somebody, right. if somebody cheap shots, a guy, uh, even, you know, whatever, and he's hurt, there's still going to be a fight there. Whether the league sanctions it or not, yeah, they're gonna. If they get suspended, they if, get suspended. yeah. If they get suspended, Whatever. they get suspended. I mean, yeah. it's it. They gotta that, fight. It, it is. It's gonna happen. I mean, there's it, there's like that in beer league. There's no right. fighting in beer league, but there's still fights in beer league, right? Because somebody does something somebody else doesn't like. They're men. They're amped up, and they'll fight. Mm. And then if somebody gets kicked out, they get kicked out. Right. I tell you what. What hits uh, should not be allowed. If that's the Rasmus Anderson hit on Patrick Line, a full uh, elbow in charge against at the buzzer in a three to one game. Yeah, uh, this was sort of ugly. Uh, Anderson received a five minute ma- minor um, major penalty for elbowing in a ten minute game misconduct. Line will did not travel 
with the Blackhawks, uh, black jack, blue jackets, rather <laughs> the black jackets, <laughs> the black, black to, and blue jackets. Uh, right, to <laughs> they are black and blue, and uh, in Minnesota, and won't play in their game against the Wild on Saturday night. Uh, so the following grounds are being considered for supplemental discipline: elbowing and charging. However, the Department of Player Safety retains the right to make adjustments to the infraction upon review. I don't think they'll make many adjustments because that was pretty. That was pretty. Friggin' tough. Yeah, that's an elbow and a charge, and he will get suspended. It's just how long will it be? Right. Um, you know, I think it'll probably probably be you know three or four games, um, maybe maybe more. I don't know if um, Anderson has a history of um, suspensions that'll play a role in it, but he certainly will face some some discipline uh, for sure for that hit. Yeah, he left his feet, yeah. and it was, at again, at the buzzer in a meaningless play. And it was an elbow over. to the head. Yeah, elbow to the head. Yeah, yeah and Liney went, yeah, tumbling. I mean, that was a tough one. Um, so that's a, that's a, that was a brutal hit, and that's the type of hit that should get a response from your teammates. Absolutely. Um, and, and I, but I am in agreement with you. The, the other hits, um, you know, like the hits that are just good, tough, hard hits, there seem to be a lot of responses from it. And I don't, I don't love that kind of thing. Like it's, I don't it's like hockey. that. Like it's hockey. Yeah, that's that's my you know? that's my point about that. Like I don't really have a problem, and I like the fact that guys will stick up for the other guys. I think it should be that way. But if it's a good clean hockey hit, then it's a good clean hockey hit. Just play the game. Like the guy will get up. He's a hockey player. You know, mm-hmm. hockey players get up when they get hit mm-hmm. unless they're injured or. I mean, even with a broken leg, sometimes they'll get up uh, and and play. So you you need to kind of just let that happen and and play the game. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. So Anderson's going to have some. Uh, you know, I'm going to say three games. Yeah, I said I said three or four. Connor, what do you think? How many games does Anderson get for the hit on Line A? Two, two maybe. Games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Two to three to four. Sure. I don't know what kind of, is he a repeat offender? I don't even know that. Um, I don't believe so. Yeah. So that, that may but be playing a little so. bit, but, um, um, and, and one more thing on the, on the DeBrus thing, like I find it interesting that they really, they're really coming out hard with the, with the information. Like, yeah, he was late for a team meeting. Like this, 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 I find that interesting that that, that was an in-house like, yeah, he scratched tonight maintenance day or something. Do you remember how hard that was to get information during the Sagan era yeah. of what happened? Right, right. And now they're just like, nope. Yeah, no, this is what happened. Meeting. Yeah, and so that's fine, I, I wonder if it's because it's happened before, right. and they're like, it's we're tired like of this happening, you know, multiple times now. We're gonna we're gonna put you on blast. You're out there. Everybody knows you're showing up late now. You know, it's around the league. It's not an in-house thing anymore. You keep doing it, and you know, now you're gonna get burned for it. Excellent and point. Nobody's going to want you. Excellent. Point. <laughs> nobody right. wants you. Right. And you, we'll nobody take another bridge you. deal. You don't show up. You're right. getting you banished. Trades. Yeah. Right. You're you getting banished to, to Vancouver. Wow. This is, yeah, this is, uh, that's an excellent point, though, that this is probably not just the first time probably it's happened. Isn't. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they're going to this sort of drastic measure of, yeah, he, he he's, he's late again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, uh, and you know, I, I know people will talk about it, but the whole Bergeron leaving and the change in leadership, like, is this, you know, something that's, you know, something that has been affected by it? Do people have to stand up and, 
to stand up to Jake DeBrusque and not accept it. Like they went from Chara to Bergeron now to Marchian as the as a captain. Is this something that you know the they need to be able to please? Right. Quite literally. It, 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 what's the what's is that is that an issue? Which is probably an overthought on it, but still going to be talked about. Like you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So uh, Jake will be out tonight for the Bruins, uh, and Patrick Brown has entered the building. Patty B. Yeah, Patty B. in the fourth line tonight. We, we. Yeah, <laughs> 31 years old. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, good times had by all. So is he going to center, the, or is it still going to be no, Beecher? No, he'll center? be on the right. He'll be on the right side. And and Milan Lucic. Is up top. Is up top. Yeah. He's going to go run with uh, yeah. the top his line former there. former team, the LA Kings, one of his former teams. Yeah, for sure. All right, that'll do it for the Inside the Ring podcast, and we will be back again next episode. We appreciate everyone listening, and uh, we'll see you again very soon. 